all the news you need to know. Welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly Show, where great people and great topics are brought together for stimulating and thought-provoking conversation, brought to you by the Vibration Radio Network. Welcome, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. I want to say happy Tuesday to you guys out there. I hope you had a fantastic and a dynamic weekend, you guys. And, of course, as you know or may not know, the Beautiful Butterfly Radio Show is brought to you by YRN 1328. That means you have the opportunity to be listening to a show where you can be heard globally. Uh, so that is exciting in itself. Uh, but nevertheless, folks, we got a new and um, a family uh, member on the show tonight, you guys, um, and I'm talking about no other than um, authors of Shadow in My Eyes. I'm talking about Deborah Rose and Sharon Monet. Uh, they are on, you guys, and we're going to be talking about this awesome book that these two um, ladies have um, put together to bring you in a dynamic and a spectacular way. And uh, we're going to delve into some great topics tonight. Um, some topics that are going to make you start some, hopefully, some conversations of your own um, in your household and so forth. And so today, uh, during the broadcast, if you have a question or a comment or you just want to call in and show Deborah um, or Sharon some love, uh, feel free to do so uh, by calling me at 347-326-9139 is the number, you guys. And so what we're going to do is we're going to take a little commercial, then we're going to come back, and we're going to welcome these dynamic, dynamic ladies right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Hey, everyone. It's me, Lisa, from the Conversations with Trent show featuring, you guessed it, me. Be sure to tune in Friday nights, 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, as we strive to guide you to greater authentic living, right here on your radio network, YRN 
And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. And, of course, um, as I stated earlier in the show, you guys, uh, we are on this evening with the Arthur of Shadow in My Eyes, uh, Deborah Rose and uh, Sharon uh, Monet, who's going to be joining us um, a little bit later. Uh, But, of course, we're going to delve into this book and learn all about Deborah Rose, her life, her journey to where she is now, you guys. So make sure you share the show, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of those great things, and let everybody know know that Deborah Rose is on here on the beautiful butterfly show this evening, you guys. So we're not gonna delay any further. We're gonna bring the lady of the hour on here. Deborah, you there? Hi, yes, Bianca, I'm here. How are you? Hi, welcome to, I'm doing fantastic. Welcome to the beautiful butterfly show. Thank you for the invite and uh I appreciate that. Absolutely, absolutely, my pleasure. And uh, of course, um, I know uh, it has be has to be exciting to uh, create a book um, that can get in the hands of many. So, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who who is Deborah Rose? Okay, Bianca, I'm extremely excited. Um, I'm extremely excited to share my story, and uh, I'm just uh, overwhelmed with joy to. I had published this book with Sharon Monet. Um, a little bit about myself. I came from a, you know, a chaotic household. A household. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had a rough journey on getting through the the abuse that I went through, and um, I'm here to share today that uh, no matter what, you can always get through anything that you go through. Okay. Um, I, I became a Philadelphia police officer. You know, also, uh, I'm a massage therapist, and, and I'm also in the financial education field. Um, I'm just excited because I know the strength that I possess came from my Lord and Savior above, and I re- re- rededicated my life to the Lord. Um, I just want to share that, you know, just just being on them tough roads, no matter what obstacles get in your way, you can always overcome it, no matter what. You can either go over it or around it. You have to make a choice, and you cannot let it keep you down. You have to dig deep inside yourself, and that's what I did. And uh, Sharon is my life coach. She 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 kind of reinforced that. She she did reinforce that for me to dig deep inside and and admit uh, what your faults are, and just just go forward from there. Because if you don't admit your wrongdoing in a situation, not blaming yourself, but Know that hey, you you got to make a change within you. You got to dig deep, and you got to go on the other side of your comfort zone, and that is your breakthrough for success. So I'm excited about that. Absolutely, 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 indeed. And uh, of course, um, kind of uh, talk to us a little bit about um, this book. What what inspired um, you and motivated you to share? Uh, this story uh, in the shadow in my eyes. Well, Bianca, I'll just touch on this. Uh, I've always, uh, when I decided to come out and tell my story, to tell mm-hmm. all my abuser, um, I knew that I had to stand up for a purpose within me right. and others as well. I knew that if I didn't do it, I knew that I was going to die at that point in my life, so I had to stand up for something. I had to die trying. I had to die trying to get my message across the globe, and that is when I, that that is the purpose of why I wrote this book and why I want everyone to know. Because 
I know that I came through a rough road and so many other people are. And what inspired me to do it is digging in myself, knowing that others need help. Others, their lips are moving, but nobody can hear any words coming out. They're silent. Right. They, 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 they just can't. It's like Simon says. Their abuser says, "Be quiet," and they're gonna be quiet. Well, I'm here to tell them. That's not the. That's you got to come out of that. We got to come out of that. We mm-hmm. can step together. Cause I'm still in my healing process. Uh, uh, Bianca, I'm still there. I'm in the middle of it. But you know what? If I can grab the hands of of the people that are being abused and they can just step with me and just come on we can step together because someone will heal you someone will hear you and someone will listen to you and something can be done about the the people that are abusing uh individuals that are defenseless in their mind they can't see a way out and i couldn't see a way out bianca it was nowhere to turn for me but you know what i could have can you hear me, Bianca? I'm sorry. I can. I can. Okay. There is a way out, and um, no matter what, um, I'm just ready to share how I came out of it. And you know what? I put God first, and I just knew that I had to help others. I had to save other young girls from my abuser. And then by me coming out, I want others to see that, hey, you know what? It is a voice after abuse. You can't stand up no matter what. You don't have to give up on your life. Don't give up on your life. Stand strong and step and step and tell and don't look back. The only thing that you should be looking back for is to take the positive and, and show others that that no matter what negative came my way, no matter what baggage, I'm going to leave the bad baggage on the curb and hoping nobody picks it up, and I'm going to step forward and help others. Absolutely. Absolutely. And in this book, um, it, it traces um, a 10-year journey uh, that began uh, when you, uh, you know, when you were a young girl. And so um, in this book and, and and sharing different things that took place in this book, kind of tell us um, about uh, this journey that took place with you um, for, for 10 years. Okay. Um Bianca, when I was 10 years old, I, I joined a martial arts class in Philadelphia because my brother was in there, and I always wanted mm-hmm. to do what, whatever my brothers did. And so I was a tomboy, and I said, hey, you know, I would like to do martial arts, Dad. You know, put me in right. there. First he said no, and then finally he let me join. So my abuser then uh, molded me for, for two years, if you will, Bianca, um, I didn't know wow. that at the time. I was a child, so I was innocent. I didn't know what right. was going on. I didn't know what his intent was. But you know what? It, it obviously wasn't a good one. So I was in the class. I right. became a, a champion. And then at 12 years old, man, my world changed. My life changed. Um, it became uh, a dark underworld for me. It just, it just, it was something that I couldn't imagine. It was pain that I couldn't imagine because when he first, when he first started his abuse and the, the sexual content, it was the pain was so unbearable. I just wanted to die mm. inside, Bianca. I just felt like wow. I couldn't survive. But I had no one to tell right. and no one to go to. So I became his uh, slave, if you will. I, I was his sex slave, I'm going to say it. I was his... Uh, uh, I was abused by him physically and mentally and emotionally on a daily basis. Uh, anytime mm. he can get me away to abuse me and force me into sexual content um, as a child, and uh, Mm -hmm. he did it. 
he did it, and it, it, it didn't stop. It, it didn't stop for a long time, and I started to rebel. And and Vianga, that's when the beatings came. That that is when I was began to be beat down and and broken ribs and uh, broken eye socket and thrown from a motor vehicle uh, at at a, at a certain speed. He threw me out of the vehicle, and uh, you know I. He threatened to kill me on a daily basis. I can't tell you how many times he had pulled his gun to my head as a child and said he was going to kill me and, and kill my parents wow. as well and get rid of my body. So I just knew that I couldn't say anything to anybody to save them. Beyond mm-hmm. I played a, a dual role. I played a victim, and I played a protector. I didn't know it at the time, but that is what I was doing. Um, right. Right. And I feel like I didn't protect myself enough at that time. Digging, I didn't protect little Debbie. I didn't say, hey, you know what, mm-hmm. I'm just going to tell anyway. But I'm here to tell people, Bianca, to, to tell them, tell anyway. Tell anyway yeah. because you're fearful for not saying anything, and you're going to be fearful while you're telling. Either way, you're going to have right. some fear. So tell your story. Tell it. Step out. Step out and tell and speak and open up. Open up the open up your mouth. You can save the person next to you. You can save the person across the globe. You can save anyone right. that is willing to hear and listen and that is so scared. If they were scared, I was scared. So we're scared together. Let's let's step together. Mm-hmm. Let's step Absolutely. together because I know it's a breakthrough on the other side of it. I knew that Absolutely. either way. Either way, I was in trouble. That's how I felt. But I knew that if I said something, there was a chance somebody could link my disappearance to to my abuser. And I knew that inside, and and I was willing to die for a cause, Bianca. I was willing to do that to save someone else. Absolutely. And at what point when this was taking place, um, did you decide, you know what, I have to, or how did you get out of the situation with him being so controlling and threatening every day? How did you eventually escape that? Um, well, Bianca, I'm going to take you back to to one of the incidents that, that was my breaking point on, on telling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually was on my way to work. I worked at a hospital in Philadelphia at the time, and, I worked at Einstein Hospital, and and when I went when I was walking to work at five fifty in the morning, my abuser uh, Leroy Jenkins from the book, my abuser, watched me go to work the whole time. He followed me, and when I got almost inside of work, he grabbed me, and he grabbed me by my neck, and I was dangling from the ground. I could not breathe. I couldn't. He was choking me for dear the dear life out of me. And so one of my wow. supervisors said, hey, you can't do that. You got to let her go. And he said, well, I'm a police officer. I don't have to let her go. He let me go, and I was clinging for for air. I was grasping for air, and right then and there I said, after this, if I don't tell, I will die for sure. Right. I know that I would die for sure, and no one will know. No one will know. And I said, somebody has to know. And I broke down that day, Bianca, and I told my supervisor. And my supervisor stayed with me the whole day. We said, He said, we got to get you some protection. I said, but this guy is unstoppable. There's no protection. See, you understand, this is where he had bettered in my head for so long that nobody can touch him. But I'm here to tell people everyone is touchable. There is mm-hmm. no one that Absolutely. is untouchable, and I believe that now. That was my breaking point, Absolutely. Bianca. 
Absolutely. And so during the period of time, uh, because I know a lot of people who have been through situations like this, you know, it comes to a point where sometimes they, you know, blame themselves for things that taking place. At any time did you, you know, kind of blame yourself for what was happening to you, even though it really was not your fault? Absolutely, Bianca. I blame yeah. myself. Uh, I thought I invited uh, my abuser to abuse me. You know, I was a kid, right. and I just thought it was my fault. And I was like, you know what, I'm stupid. You know, he called me stupid and dumb and all kinds of names on a daily basis. So whatever he said to me, I believed it. So I thought it was my fault. I thought me being abused was my fault. Even though I was a child and had no idea what he was doing, it became my normalcy. So, yes, I blame me every step of the way until now, don't get me wrong, Bianca, I take some blame for not saving little Debbie. I could have said something sooner, but I was too scared and afraid. So little Debbie and big Debbie, you know, I wrote a letter to her apologizing. But, yes, I blamed myself for a long time until I dug deep inside of myself. Until uh, Sharon Monet was like, hey, you know, I went to counseling. But years before that, yeah. and, you know, to realize that, hey, you know, what happened to you is not your fault. It is mm-hmm. his, it, mm-hmm. it is not your fault. So, yes, I, 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 would, tell, I would tell anyone the the first initial thing for a person that has been abused is to say, hey, oh, it's my fault. I, you know, that's just like a woman wearing a certain dress. You know, she wears a dress doesn't mean she wants attention to be raped or molested. She is wearing what she wants to wear. So people will say that's her fault, but I got to tell them it's not Mm -hmm. never your fault. It's Mm -hmm. not ever your fault. And now to this day, um, I I truly believe, hey, it wasn't my fault. That was was my abuser that did that. But what, Mm -hmm. what is, what is, the problem is when you don't speak out, even though you're scared. That's why I want to tell people, um, Bianca, because I was petrified for my life. And I even after he went to jail, I had to learn, learn that, hey, you know, you can you can enjoy your life now. I still didn't right, right after. It took me about five years or so after he was <laughs> locked in the jail cell to say, hey, you know, you can enjoy your life a little bit. You can you can sleep with both eyes closed. Hey, you don't have to sleep with that one eye open because you thought it was your fault and it's not. So I'm here to say you can live life, especially when you speak out and you let people know. You come forward. You can live your life. There is life after abuse, and we must believe it as young girls, as young women. It's anyone that's being abused. We must believe that there is help for us. There are people that will help us and hold us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And for you, dealing with all of that, when you decided, you know, that you had come to your breaking point, who was the first person that you talked to about it and what was their reaction? (laughs) My first person was – the first person I actually told what happened to me, um, she's she's like she's like a sister to me, and she kind of already knew. Her name is Artrice Campbell. She already knew, but I didn't go into detail because I was too afraid that something would happen to her. 
But that last incident, Bianca, at my job, that is when I broke down and told my entire story to my supervisor, and he was in tears. His name is George Davis. He was in tears. He he couldn't hardly pick himself up while he watched me drown in tears and, and sob because I just could not. I just cannot bear it. I just could That was my breaking point. I knew that mm-hmm. um, I was going to die later. That was my that's, that was my thought because I knew that no one could protect me from this man, and I knew that I'm going to take a risk and go out on a limb and tell. And just knowing when I went down there to put a restrainer on her, and, and I went to the special victims unit, and it's it's just like. Uh, it's just like almost like no one believed me, like like I was drowning all over again. Like how am I? Mm. But you know what? I told someone, so if I die tonight, I will be pleased with myself. I will not be mad at right. me anymore, and I will not blame right. me for not speaking up. So that is that that was who I told Bianca. That's that that is that is um, that person is very special to me to this day. Um, I love his family dearly and. Um, I just, I just that day I, I had to break and tell him, and I love him very much. God bless him and his family. Absolutely, absolutely, and, and for you, um, dealing with this and, and so forth. Why do you think, or have you discovered the reason why he preyed upon you? You know, it, you know, like you said, it was a martial arts class, and there was all these other kids. And so did you ever hear why he was so keen on, you know, doing all of this to you and, and making you his victim for so long? You know, Bianca, uh, I asked myself that many a nights and many a days saying, why mm-hmm. why did he choose me? Why me to go right. through such a thing? Um, right. The truth of the matter is I believe in my heart that there were more before me. Um, okay? okay, and I believe truly right. that there might have been some after me. Um, I don't know why he chose me, and you know what? I used to wonder why, but I don't have to wonder no more because my God is stronger. I know right. my purpose right. now. I know my purpose is to share and help others and give them that energy from outside Absolutely. in, just to, to just to dig from outside and go inside and just bring Absolutely. it on out. Because I no longer wonder why he did that to me. Because it doesn't matter. Right. What matters is I take it and I take the positive in it and give it to someone else and help them from out of their hole and their ditch and and their darkness. I don't care why he did it. That's between him and God. I'm going to let God handle him. But I forgave him. Absolutely. I forgave him, so I don't care. The reason why he did it, I don't even care because I forgave him. I don't love him. I don't hate him. I forgave him, and I'm going to let my God deal with that. So, Bianca, answering your question is I don't care about why he did it, but I just know Mm -hmm. my purpose is to help others across the globe, just help anyone that I can help and get to, rather it's local or, or via phone or email or any of that, I'm I'm here to help. I'm here to share me, give all of me to anyone that needs it, and to help absolutely, them. Absolutely, I would travel to and help so, them. And so, with this, uh, you talked about how um, 
um, later on he was, um, once you told, um, what was the outcome once you told? was uh, Did you guys have to go to court? Was he arrested? Uh, what was the, the end result once you, you know, put the restraining order in in place and everything? Well, Bianca, that was that was a long road uh, because when I yeah. told her, it definitely wasn't easy. Okay, it's definitely right. a timeline. So I told in, in 2006. That is when I went to tell, and um, man, it was a long road because they almost didn't hear me. Like I said, they 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 dropped the restraining order in an unreasonable amount of time. Oh, wow. So after that, mm-hmm. he was he was everywhere I was at public publicly because his job entitled him to be anywhere he wanted to be, right? So nobody right, cared that right. I said, hey, you know, he's taunting me. He's everywhere I'm at. He's right. going to kill me. Is anybody listening to me? Is anybody hearing mm-hmm. me? Because this man is going to make a move. He's going to send somebody. He's going to kill me. Okay, so right. when I told on him, um, he was off the street for a little bit, but they didn't care that I told on him. They let him still work in his capacity. They didn't do anything to help me for a while, and I can't dig deep on the on on the department because I still work for them, Bianca, and how they treated me. I can't dig right. into details, but I will say that it was a long timeline, and it took it took uh, a sergeant from Internal Affairs to to believe me, to help me, to do long, extensive interviews, and me repeating the same thing because it's the truth. It was the truth, and and that man, he didn't stop until he saw my abuser locked up in jail, incarcerated. He would not stop until we had justice. Until I was wrong before a, a, a jury, and to say, hey, you know what? We believe her. There's a, he, they didn't stop, Bianca, and I'm forever indebted to that. And I, you know what? I cried all the tears I had in my body because never could I have seen that day in joy of him being <laughs> convicted and saving someone else from him. Right. Absolutely. From him. Absolutely. I, I'm overwhelmed, Bianca. I'm overwhelmed Absolutely. with joy. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, uh, we're going to take a little break, you guys, but we're going to come back. And uh, one of the things that Deborah um, has mentioned throughout this is forgiveness. And so we're going to talk about the power of forgiveness in situations like this, um, because oftentimes some people don't always, you know, see that retrospective. So uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take a little break, but we're going to come back with more of author Deborah Rose right here on The Beautiful Butterfly Show. Check out the creative work of the author, Trent Williams, of www.taylorkennedymedia.com. Chapter of the Delta gives us a peek at his life-changing events. And if that's not enough, Trent tells you more about his brothers and his life through memoirs in his book, The Four Horsemen. His blogs and daily stimulating quotes are published in his book, Life's Little Addiction. And when you have a need of some human coaching of life and relationships, Take a look at Conversations with Trent, Volume 1 and 2, and Conversations with Trent, Limited Edition. You will find his works available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and all online book retailers. 
And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. And we are on with Arthur Deborah Rose of The Shadow in My Eyes. And, of course, um, before the break, I posed the question on the power of forgiveness. And that's one of the things that you have talked about constantly um, throughout this journey that you experience, you know, is the forgiveness. And so, for the folks out here, Deborah, who have dealt with this very situation, or they may even be experiencing it right now at this moment, how do you go about? What is the process of forgiveness? How do you get to? How did you get to the point where you learn to forgive instead of you know hate or anger? How did you get to that point yourself? Well, Bianca, I got to tell you that that was a long road on getting right. to that point because um, I hated my abuser with everything in me, but um, I noticed that my, my life was on in a turmoil all the time and constantly, um, I, I by not forgiving him, I almost was acting like him because he was my normalcy. That was, that was what I was used to. You know, sometimes you drive people away uh, from you being who you are, so I was aggressive and uh, didn't trust anybody at all, not not one bit, um, Bianca, and and I just hated him for what he has done to me, and in right. all reality, by not forgiving him, I wasn't, I would never have peace. He will always take residence inside my mind. He will always wow. run, run me while he's just not even physically there. And to me, right. that 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 was a breaking point where you know I had to, I had to bow down to God. I had to just drop to my knees and, and cry over and over. And Sharon would tell mm-hmm. you I cried in front of her so many days and so many meanings and while, while everything poured out of me and while she just coached me through it. And I just knew that I would never have any peace in life. I would, I would be stuck in this quicksand if I did not forgive him because in all reality, when we drop down to our knees and we ask God for, for forgiveness and we repent, mm-hmm. he forgives us, right? So if we right, want God to right. forgive us, then we have to forgive those who wrong us. And so even though I knew that a long time ago, I just cannot bring it upon my heart to forgive a man that, that would do that to, to to a child, to anyone, but to a child, to take their innocence and their life of a, being a kid. I never had a childhood. Understand that, Bianca, I never was able to be a kid. And I probably act goofier than what I should these days, but I don't care what anybody thinks. Because right. forgiveness was was my home of peace, my home of peace, uh, Bianca. I could not sleep on a daily basis. I could not, by not forgiving him, he just ruled me. He ruled me, and I was letting him win. We can't let the abuser win. We can't let them win. So by not Absolutely. forgiving him, I wasn't forgiving me. I had to forgive me first. Right. And, and then forgive him. The man that has made my life turmoil and 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 and, and darkness with a cloud over me. See, see, the thing is, Bianca, I would not have sunlight if I didn't forgive him. It would still be this mm-hmm. dark cloud over me that was following me with raindrops and rain and and thunderstorms because everything was in turmoil because forgiveness wasn't on my list for him. But, I, but eventually I put it on my list because 
It had to be, and I prayed about it, and I prayed about it. And when I forgave him everything out of me, I poured out in sobbing tears and um, a lifeless limp of a body laying on the floor because everything had to come out. So I forgave him because that was my only road to peace. So we can step out and tell on our abuser. We can, and once that part is over, once we step away from that part and we did what we had to do, and now is another process you have to go through. This one hurts as well because it's going to take everything out of you to forgive someone that does something so wrong to you. It's take your childhood and your life and your innocence and your virginity. Your virginity. I, I, I didn't have a chance to, to go on dates and have fun. He took everything from me. But you know what? What right. matters is the forgiveness that I've done, I've gave, I've given him, and to move on and enjoy my life now. That is what matters. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Well said, well said. And, and, and that's the thing about it. I think oftentimes that when we reflect on things in our past, like you mentioned, even though it's a long process to get to that point of forgiveness, and 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 but you. You although you remember what happened, you know, just having that peace of forgiveness was within yourself um, is all the difference. All the world uh, can make the difference because a lot of times we're all carrying around so much heavy weight of things that have transpired in our lives, and we can't move forward because we're still stuck. You know, we're still stuck um, because we're weighed down from the things that have occurred in our past. And so, um, as you mentioned, forgiveness is sometimes that only you know, only road to peace uh, of making it through things because without that, you know, you're still held hostage, you know, in the situation. Absolutely. Absolutely, Bianca. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. That was my life, Bianca. Absolutely. That was... absolutely. Absolutely. So what we're going to do is uh, we're going to take another short break. We're going to come back and uh, we got uh, Sharon. She's going to join us, you guys, and uh, give us some insight, her thoughts on this incredible book as well, you guys. So stay tuned. We'll be back with more right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Hey, y'all. It's Coach Michelle Jackson. And when I'm not busy coaching, motivating, or writing, I listen to Bianca Fly on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Bianca Fly takes me high on the beautiful butterfly show. And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Radio Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly, you guys. And this evening, we are joined with Arthur uh, Deborah Rose of uh, The Shadow and um my eyes, and of course, uh, we're going to be joined um, by co-author as well, Sharon Monet. Uh, also, but I did want to share with you guys um, some statistics. Uh, when it comes to sexual abuse, um, one in four girls and one in six boys will be sexually abused before they turn 18 years old. Over 58,000 children were sexually abused last year. 8.3% um, of reported child abuse cases were sexual abuse. Um, and it says 325,000 children are at risk of becoming 
um, victims of commercial and child um, sexual exploitation each year, you guys. And so um, you guys can read um, the statistics and more um, over at the American Society for the Positive Care of Children, uh, Youth-Inspired Solutions to End Abuse. Um, and you can go to um, AmericanSPCC.org um, and check those statistics and how um, you can help um, create support groups in your community and in your city, you guys. And so, um, of course, we're going to uh, bring our special, uh, other special guests uh, in here as well. Uh, Sharon, you there? I'm here. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> I'm great, honey. How are you? Doing fantastic and uh up here having a, a great dialogue with Miss Deborah Rose as well and so she talked about um uh your inspir uh inspiring her uh for this book and so for the folks out there before we get into that, uh tell the folks um a little bit about yourself. Uh who is Sharon Monet? <laughs> really? Do we have time for this? <laughs> Look, I know the credentials are so long, so but who is Sharon Monet? Sharon Monet, I am an author, I'm a writer, I am a CEO and founder of my company, Pen Legacy, which we are a full service writing and publishing company. I ghostwrite, co write, as well as publish. I also am a playwright, so I love theater. Love the art. I love getting voices out there. I love helping people find their voice because, you know, as Absolutely. we've had conversations, you know, with my book, mm -hmm. you know, it's hard a lot of times to voice, you know, your true feelings right. or be authentic about right. yourself. But I found, you know, out of the 30 years, 30 plus years of me writing, I've been able to find my voice through my pen. So that's what Absolutely. I help others to do now is find their voice, right? Whether, you know, it's speaking or whether it's writing. I prefer writing, um, but I'm here to help you find your voice. So that's that's the short version of who I am because we can be here all night with, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. And so tell us about your connection um, with Deborah Rose. What was it um, about her? Um, that made you want to encourage her uh, to share share this awesome story. Um, she was voiceless, and yeah. a lot of times I, I see a lot of women and men because I have worked with men as well. But for some mm -hmm, reason, mm -hmm. a lot of women we hide our voice. We have a right. lot to say, but we don't know how to say it. So when I was, when she, you know, first hit me up in my inbox, and it was funny because she was referred to me. At the time, I was, um, I had wrote a play called Olivia Lost and Turned Out, which ironically was about a woman who was sexually abused by her father. So while I'm dealing with this production, I get an inbox from her, one of the ladies that was in the, um, the play in the play, Teresa Weaver, she connected her to me. So when, you know, she introduced herself in my inbox and was like, hey, I have a story, can we talk, yada, yada. So I gave her my number, we communicated, and just like it was, it was, it was so emotional because in our first conversation, she bust out and started crying. And all she kept doing was, wow. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. 
And I'm like, you're not sorry. Like, why are you sorry? But I also remember with me, because at one point in my life before, you know, I became this strong, powerful woman that I am today, hallelujah, won't he do it? I said I was sorry. I would say how I really feel, and then I'd be like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry that I hurt your feelings. When I'm speaking my mind. So it was just in that one conversation, it was just like, okay, you know what? She has a lot to say. She doesn't know how to say it. Something has happened, and she needs your help. And then she was like, I want to write it. I don't know how to. I want this. Can you help me? I'm sorry. <laughs> it was just like, oh, okay, I got you. Let's connect. Let's right. meet. So right. that was the thing that really drew me in to her because she, you know, she reminded, even though our stories, I've never been sexually abused, but I have been, you know, abused verbally and emotionally or whatever. Right. But right. it was just like I remember apologizing for nothing that I did. I remember hiding out of fear of people ridiculing, you know, people ridiculing yeah. me. So it was just like I have, you know, I want to talk, but I don't. And I saw a lot of that in her. And then once we really got into the meat of her story, it was just like, okay, you know what? She hasn't healed yet. She's still living as that little 12-year-old girl, even though she's no longer 12. So it was like really doing major surgery, and it was just like she, you know, in order for her to live the life that she keeps saying she wants to live, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I need to get her to a certain point. Even before we really started writing the book, it was like, okay, we need to do some coaching. We need to do some, you know, confidence training. We need to do a lot because you know, I'm getting ready to take you through places that, you know, you haven't even walked mm-hmm. from yet. Right. So right. It, it was, I mean, it was very emotional because I had to become her. Right. But it was also very empowering, empower, empowering because I saw myself having to relive what I went through and what I got through all over again. So. And, and- and I wanted to ask you, Deborah, what was it about Sharon? Because I know Sharon, she, she's definitely one of those keep it real, straight shooter uh, women, and so she's going to always try to bring out the best in anybody she comes in contact with. And so what was it about her um, that you believe that you felt so comfortable sharing, you know, your story and you knew that she would help, you know, bring your story to life in the way that you wanted it to? Oh, man, uh Bianca, I, I got to tell you that, um, like Sharon said, before even meeting with her, I was uh, very emotional and instantly felt uh, connected, like this this woman can help me. This woman can, 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 can help me. I didn't know how. I know I wanted to share a story. I didn't know how deep she was going to help me. I didn't know she was going to be my life coach. I didn't even know that she was going to coach me through this. Um, because, you know, I'm two different people. I'm one person at work at the time, and I was another at home. I was a little girl at home and let people walk over me. Like she said, I would apologize for no reason. That is, that is who I was. And I, I'm, right. I was strong at one point but weak at another. So um, right. when, I, when I finally got to meet with Sharon in person, uh, it was an instant connection, but she's very straightforward. And um, yeah. she, she, like, 
everything got emotional because she had to become me. She had to uh, step into me in, uh, in order to pour what was in me out of me, order to kick it out right. of me, to get everything that she needed to to even uh, start this journey that, that, that I wanted to share with everyone. So it was an mm-hmm. instant connection. Mm-hmm. And then after a while, I was just... Uh, you know, I did fade a, fade a little bit away because I was scared. I didn't have a voice after I told her what happened. I didn't know what else to say. Right. So Sharon broke that out of me. She, 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 she. Hey, look, you gotta stop feeling sorry for yourself. She's a straight, she's mm-hmm. a straight shooter, and she straight up told yeah. me enough of that. Enough of that. You must. She coached me. Absolutely, Bianca. She coached me. She said, hey, you know, this is what people don't see. You know, when I broke to yeah. her like that, this is what people don't see. They they see this strong outer shot with a smile. I was always smiling, but deep down inside I was hurting, and and, and I was little, and I, I just couldn't. I just really people couldn't. They didn't know that I couldn't deal with, with what I was dealing with. Because I didn't show them because it was so normal for me to hide everything. Like growing up as a kid, what my abuser was doing to me, so I had to hide it. And so Sharon, what she did was she twisted and she twisted and she twisted. And she said, ah, nope, we're going to bring this out of you and we're going to keep it out of you. We're going to use it for a positive. That's what we're going to do. Because her eyebrow, and I knew when I was doing something wrong and saying something crazy, and that one eyebrow of hers, that right eyebrow, man, Bianca, it would just go up and say, and I knew it was like, <laughs> I already knew what it was after that. I was like, man, I got to straighten this out because, you know, <laughs> but I like the eyebrow coming up because it reminded me, like, you sound crazy right now. You sound crazy, so I liked it until the eyebrows stopped going up like that. Eventually, the eyebrows stopped going up, Bianca, and she started clapping, and she started, you know, man, this is amazing. Look at this turnaround that you're doing. You're happy. You look bright, (laughs) and, you know, all these crazy things, but I enjoyed it, and I needed it, and God knew what he was doing while by putting It's no accident that this connection happened like this, but uh, I'm grateful. Absolutely. Just let me say, I got a lot of great people in my life, too. So, But Sharon, she, she, you know she's straightforward. And, uh, <laughs> oh, I love it, though. I love oh, it. Man. It's so, <laughs> I love you, Sharon. And so, and so, Sharon, like, listening to her story and you saying you had to, you know, become her, what was that mm-hmm. like? Because as you listened, as she shared her story earlier, you know, it's it's a lot of deep themes and complexities uh, of the journey that she went through. So what was that feeling like for you? What kind of emotions did you experience, you know, seeing the things that she dealt with? It was draining. Yeah. It literally, yeah. It literally was, it was draining because, one, you know, when we started out, you know, with a lot of the different, uh, you know, the sexual scenes or the rape scenes that, you know, I kind of explicitly – broke out in the book, it was like, you know, I had to actually pretend to be that little girl in the van so that I could write it well enough to convey so when people are reading it, they can feel the emotion and not just see the words. So, you know, it was it was extremely, it was overwhelming, it was draining, but then again, it was empowering because I knew what the other side of this was going to do. 
so for that moment, you know, sometimes it brought tears. Sometimes I couldn't sleep. Sometimes to, like, really dig deep, I had to watch YouTube videos of other women that were sexually assaulted. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of mm-hmm. dig back into the play that I did last year because, you know, she was sexually assaulted by her father. So I really had to, I really had to become a person that was sexually assaulted without being sexually wow. assaulted, if that makes sense. Right. So Absolutely. during that whole process, it was like, you know, me even feeling vulnerable, you know, when I'm with my man. Because it's like, okay, right. this is the way that, you know, my mindset is saying that, you know, he's going right. to do something. Right. So then I had to change. I mean, even though he knew what I was going through, but I'm like, okay, can we do certain things so I can feel how it is to be forced? Or can I feel how it is, wow. you wow. know, to, to, to not yeah. want to, but to have to, so I can convey. So. Yeah, the the best thing was when that book was over. Cause it was like, okay, woo, I need a break. I I need a nap. Wow. I need a glass of wine because it really <laughs> was acting. Like it really, like yeah. I really had to become yeah. that character. And right. that's like, especially thinking from like you know a ten year old trying to you know being groomed into a twelve year old mm-hmm. and just like oh, your body's not even you know developed yet. That's and how right. does that feel? Right. And what's the right. pain and like you're really like thinking that, and it's just like, oh, yeah. it's gonna make you sick to your stomach, and you know if that's not who you are. It's like, oh my god, like how can you? Oh my, ugh. Right. And then you write right. that now, because now and I'm yeah. like conveying like, how can you think? Like you know, what do you think, or how do you feel if your daughter or if your? So it was, mm-hmm. it was really just me think because I have boys, so I didn't have a little girl right. to look at. So it's just. Okay, now I'm looking at children like, okay, if I had a daughter, what would I say? Or if I had, what would I right. do? So it was really, you know, theater really was worked for me. By me, you know, knowing theater and knowing acting, mm-hmm. I used that on top of everything else to really just drain her story into this book. So then this way, right. when it's conveyed or people read it, they're just like, tears is falling. Because you're speechless. Right. So. Wow. Wow. And so, um, as far as the title of the book, um, "The Shadow in My Eyes," um, who, who, um, Deborah, how did you guys come up with the title uh, for this book? Oh man, uh, it actually came. It, it was actually another name uh, first, and um, okay. Um, we we just decided, you know, Sharon really helped me with that because, um, in all. This was a shadow over me, you know. This was mm-hmm, this is this mm-hmm. was a shadow over my my insides, my you know my eyes. It was like a uh uh if you will like ca- having cataracts, you know. It was a film over your eyes, and and it, it just was a shadow. It, it, it I mean it just dug deep in every which way, and this was in the shadows. It was in the darkness, and it was in the shadows. But you know what? I love the name, and uh, actually, I'm, I'm, Sharon is the one that um, we play with the words, and, and she, I got to give it to her. She's the one that actually um, put the words together that, that we both was going back and forth with, and we both agreed on the shadow in my eyes because it just makes sense. Yeah, so Sharon mm-hmm. is awesome. Again, she she's 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 number one. <laughs> <laughs> and then also that is that, absolutely. Oh, go ahead. What she was saying. Also, with that title, with speaking with her, even from back then to even now, 
before, you know, we got to the finishing of the book, everything about Debbie, and I'm not exaggerating at all, everything about Debbie's personality, her feelings, mm-hmm. her emotions, her behavior, was her abuser. She yep. literally was her abuser from the way she handled her friendship to the way she talked to herself to the way she handled her relationship. She pretty much walked in his shadow. So when I when when I would say certain things or she, you know, started talking talking her personal life with me, I'm like, that's funny because that's the same thing that was done to you. Mm. And she's like, mm. Oh wow. I'm like, Yeah, so you even though he did this to you, it rubbed off on you so much that he cloned you. Wow. And wow. now you're you're you know, you're wondering why you can't keep relationships. You can't keep friendships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't like looking right. at the camera. You don't like this. You right. because he he has taught you what he did to you and that has become your normal. Absolutely. Because for the first couple months, even though he's in prison now, but for the first couple months, she feared that he was free. And I'm like, oh, my God, he has years. Like, is he strong enough to break out the prison? But that's just the the, the fear that was in him, that was in her. And then, you know, the cloning that he did. So when you you see her walking down the street, yeah, you see Debbie, but when you open her mouth, you hear him. So it's like mm. two people and one body. Wow, wow! And and and, De- and Deborah, did you recognize that about yourself? Because, uh, like Sharon was saying, a lot of times people don't realize. Uh, you know, it, it's really like someone being held hostage. You know, being held hostage and captive for such a long period of time. And once they, you know, break free, a lot of times people don't realize how they are still mentally brainwashed or affected. Um, about the abuse or trauma that they experienced. So uh, um, did you realize that about yourself, um, that, you know, maybe I took on some of these things that he he implemented or embedded in in me? Well, you know what, Bianca, um, I got to tell you that I didn't didn't even realize it. Even if somebody told me, Sharon broke it down in such a way when it was happening. But I have have a a mother figure in my life. Her name is Carolyn Mm -hmm. Streeter. And her wife, Angela mm-hmm. Streeter, you know what, um, I was working with her at work, and, you know, one day she just said, yo, you know, you're, you're going to lose your job messing up, your anger problem, you know. So these mm. things and the way I talked, the way I walked, and, you know, you just got to wow. be careful because she broke it down to me saying, hey, you know, you got to change. But I didn't know what she mm-hmm. was talking about. I didn't know that I was being like my abuser, what he has done to me. I didn't know that I was... Um, taking his voice and putting it inside of my body. I didn't realize that until Sharon was like, hey, you know what? That is what your abuser did to you. And I'm sitting there mm. like like exactly what she said. I was like, wow. Like <laughs> like it like it shocked me. Like 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 a light bulb went off. Like she was like, that that's funny. You know, don't get me wrong, I have some great people in my life that still love me and the ones that's been there through that time, they 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 understood. They're like, Well, Deb is how she is because of what ha- what happened to her, right? So and I didn't realize that I was being my abuser. 
not not mm-hmm. not um you know physically abusing anybody or anything like right. that but the the personality of me and the the inside of me and it just was so much anger but I could do it with a smile it was just the craziest thing because when I sat there and shared some things with Sharon and she's just like hey Dev you got to wake up you know you got to look at yourself now because you're being like him you're being like your abuser and so I then I then wow. knew like I really got to wake up cuz this is this is I knew that how I felt uh it made me it made me you know be in the show and and sorry I, and the last thing I want to do is share anything that happened to me with someone else so Absolutely. I just knew that uh <laughs> when she when she said that and that light bulb went off I knew that uh change was change is near and it has to be near Absolutely, absolutely, and um, of course, I wanted to ask um, you, Sharon. Out of all of this, um, did you actually discover some things about yourself uh, that you you may not have discovered before going through and kind of living living, you know, vicariously through her story? Um, I have to say. No, not really, because I've mm-hmm. already done the work that she right. had to do. So it just right. realized, right. for me, it was just confirmation that I've come a long way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That for me, absolutely. it was just like, so, you know, you're you're strong enough now to take on, you know, these types of stories or be the voice for these people you know, that's out here or confirmation like, okay, you know, you did a good thing by, you know, really creating this business because people need your support. People need your love. People need your knowledge. People need, you know, your story. People need your background. Right. Because, again, Absolutely. even though Debbie is giving her testimony, I gave my testimony to Debbie. Right. So for, for me, it was just that confirmation like, okay, you're on the right track. You're strong. You're powerful, you're mighty. Like it just, it just gave me more affirmations to keep building me up because I know, you know, now after Debbie, I have other people who want me to tell their stories, and now their stories, some of them are even worse than Debbie. Mhm. Absolutely. So it's just really putting me in a position to, you know, be that vessel to to speak. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, Deborah, throughout this whole process of uh, working on yourself first um, with Sharon and, 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 and redefining who you are as a woman and redefining who Deborah is, what did you learn about yourself throughout the whole process of uh, creating this book? Oh, man, uh, I learned so much. And uh I learned so much I, I didn't even know about myself. I didn't know that, uh, you know, I, I had to change. I didn't know that I had to forgive. Um, I didn't know that I had to forgive this abuser to, to, to have my peace. And, and um, I didn't know the person, actually, he made me. You know, I didn't know that person. Uh, that was who I was, but I didn't know I was being that person. And, uh learning to to change me and I'm still a work in progress uh Bianca I'm I'm not you know I, I still got got some work to do and uh, and I'm willing to put in that work like it's a job um and an opportunity for someone else to 
to to to grab on to 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 help themselves as well while while I help myself some more and to keep going and 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 to keep growing and and I just know that growth is upon me and 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 that's the only way to go because um I knew that I was at rock bottom. I knew that I was at a bottom and I couldn't get up, but I didn't know how to get up. You know, I had great people in my life, some you know, people that love me, but I didn't I still didn't know how to get up and, and no matter what they said, I, I just kinda probably ignored it. And what I learned, um me wanting to write my story and share that journey, I knew that uh I would have to change and I you know, Sharon just brought some extra stuff out of me that made me realize like, hey, you know what? You 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 have to change some things and and I just look deep down inside of myself and know that I'm still a work in progress, but I learned to change my thoughts, to change my ways, to change my mind, and change my life. Because if you don't change your mind, change your thoughts, and change your ways, you can't make change in your life. You okay. can't do it. You're going to be in the same position that you were in, but you have to first take the first step on realizing it. Even if someone has to bring it to your attention, you have to accept it and own it. Because if you don't own it, you can't change it. So that that I'm a work in progress. So I'm owning it. I'm owning the problem that I had. I'm owning what happened to me. Hey, you know this happened to me. Now you have to move. You have to move past it. You have to leave it where it's at and take it um, and tr- put a positive twist on it to help others. And that that is my Absolutely. purpose. That is my mission. And that is my vision, Bianca. Absolutely, absolutely. And, of course, uh, I know the folks out here are wondering where they can go to uh, purchase this awesome book. So uh, tell them, Deborah, where they can go to uh, purchase uh, The Shadow in My Eyes. Well, Bianca, they can go on Barnes & Noble website and put in The Shadow in My Eyes and it will come up. They can also go on Amazon and and purchase it as well. I would just ask that everyone, if and when they purchase it, um, that they that they just uh, after reading the book um, and me sharing my journey and, and my way and mm-hmm. to help others that they just leave a review so others can see it. Others might not buy the book, but they might see the review before they buy it or um, become right. interested in it, and it might it might change them. It might hit something inside of them. So even a review can help others to even come out with this story um, and, and to say something. So I'm trying to reach everyone. So Barnes & Noble, uh, they can contact me on Facebook. Um, Deb, I'm moving on. I definitely will share with them. Uh, Deb, I'm moving on came from, um, you know, I'm moving on from the ways that I, that I used to think and be. So I, I want them to know that everything about me is a moving on process, is a stepping stone. No matter what negative I went through and coming through and whatever's coming, uh, bad times don't last forever. So you know good times Absolutely. is on the way. So um, they can just go to them websites and put it in, Bianca, The Shadow in My Eyes by Deborah Rose and Sharon Monet. Um, I'm, I'm really excited. I just want everyone to hear it across the globe. I, I just I just pray that everyone hears it and they can contact me on Facebook. They can email me at Miss Deborah uh, at 
iCloud.com. That's M is in Mary, Z is in Zebra. My name, Deborah, D-E-B-O-R-A-H, at iCloud.com. I would be happy to email them back whatever information they need from me, whatever help they need from me. I'm available by phone, 267-825-4489. That is my number. They can call me personally, Bianca. I would be happy to talk with them. No matter what day or hour or time, it could be 2 in the morning, 1 in the morning. I don't care. I will speak to them to help them. Awesome. Awesome. Absolutely incredible. And, of course, uh, Sharon, for a lot of people out here, um, as you mentioned, you know, sometimes we need people to help us, you know, find our voice because we are voiceless about the things that we went through and experienced and so forth. And, uh so for the folks out here, um, tell them how they can go about connecting with you uh, because you also uh, do some life coaching. You help us get our lives together and, uh, yes. and, and all those Woo! great things as well. So uh, tell the folks how they can connect with you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put this uh, claim up uh, out here first. You have to be ready. Be ready to to make the move and make the changes because when I tell you she comes with a real top perspective, this is not going to be like oh it's going to be okay like no. like if you if you really ready to make those changes in your life then you connect with her so go ahead and give everybody all the information and details or, or how they can connect with you as well um, as your um, publishing company. Uh, am I that bad now? <laughs> No, you're that good. You're that good. Yeah, but people have to be yeah, ready. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they need, Sharon. They need that. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. They are right. I, I'm not. I, I, I will baby you to the point of you feeling better, but babying you is not going to get you to where you need to go. I am not a yes person. I am not in your face. Right. Right. <laughs> so she, is, she is correct. She let go of your hand, with, everyone. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do come with the tough love, but just know that my love is, is genuine and it is for you. Um, right. you Absolutely. Can, you can contact me at www.penlegacy.com and that's P-N-L-E-G-A-C-Y dot com. Or you can email me at Sharon, period, Monet at gmail.com and that's C-H-A-R-R-O-N, period, M-O-N-A-Y-E, at Gmail. Or I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Facebook is Pen Legacy. My Twitter is Pen Legacy. And my Instagram is I am Sharon Monet. And also, just to add, you can also get Deborah's book off of PenLegacy.com in our publishing section. And you can also get her book from Books A Million. So we have penlegacy.com, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and Books a Million. Absolutely wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And of course, I have uh, enjoyed uh, having you ladies on here, and I'm thankful that you two uh, were able to make the connection to bring uh, more stories like this uh, to the forefront. Because as you guys have talked about, a lot, a lot of times dealing with these things, we are voiceless, and we deal with this stuff, and we hold it in, and we don't realize how it's still keeping us hostage um, at the end of the day. And so, um, Deborah. Uh, what would be your final words of thoughts or encouragement 
uh, to those women who are going through this. They're going through the healing. They're going through the forgiveness um, process, or even some people who may still be experiencing the things that that you went through. What would be your words of encouragement to them? Well, first, uh, since we're dwindling down, I'd like to say thank you, Bianca Fly, for having me on your show. Uh, I'd like to thank Sharon also for uh, making this possible, uh, this, you know, this, this journey, this part of my journey. So I would say to everyone that's going through this, that's starting to go through it, that's trying to get through it or thinking about even telling because if you can think about it, that means you can do it, okay? Um, even if you already told and you still can't get out of it and you still your mind is still um, in a realm of, of, of turmoil, I would say to you to go speak to someone, go talk to someone, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> walk your way through this, inch your way through this, um, you know, Go speak to a life coach. Go go, go get some form of counseling and help. Speak to someone that's been through it because they can understand you and connect on the same level with you. Um, um, you have to, you know, step forward and, and know that you could be better and, and just dig deep down inside, ladies and gentlemen, and, and, and whoever's going through this, dig deep down inside your heart. Dig in your soul and know that you have a voice after abuse. You can do it. You can stand on your two feet, and you can be loved, and you can love, and you can move on with your life, and you can do better and be better, and you are not all those things that your abuser has done or told you that you are. So I would say to you, get in the line to race. Get in that line of running that track to greatness because greatness is inevitable, and they cannot stop you. They will not stop you. Because you are you and God is stronger than them. So I would say to you, get on your feet, put that right leg back or left leg back and take off and take off and run and run with it and run to greatness. That's what I would tell you because I'm on my way to greatness and can't nobody stop me. No one can stop me, (laughs) Bianca. I love it. I love it. I'm running faster than Usain Bolt right now. I'm running faster than him. (laughs) <laughs> they can't stop me. They bounce up is. like water. And I definitely want to thank you for coming on and sharing um your story and uh, I hope that, you know, somebody is encouraged uh to speak of and to um, you know, share the things that have transpired in their lives and the journeys um, and the process of just, you know, healing, truly healing from the inside out um, of the things that we may have experienced in life. And I thank you uh, for sharing your journey and sharing the things that you've been through um, and helping others uh, get through the process as well. And, uh, Sharon, you got any uh, final words or thoughts you want to share with the listeners? Um. Again, as always, it's a pleasure to be on this show. And I am so happy that you got the exclusive. I don't know if you said that at the beginning or not, but you got the exclusive, <laughs> the first interview. Yes. The high five all the way over the night. Yes. Live. Live. <laughs> um, <laughs> again, thank you so much for your courage and your bravery for stepping out there to be that voice, to let people know that they can. And my, my last final words is I need everyone to honestly believe 
in yourself. Absolutely. Know your worth and understand your value. Mm. I know where people may say things. I know words may come. I know hurt, you know, hurt may may overcome or overcloud or over, you know, overinvest into your life. But when you know, when you believe, when you trust, no matter what anybody says to you, it no longer matters. It no longer matters. If you're in this type of relationship or abusive relationship or friendship or work relationship, whatever, because even though this is a sexual abuse type story, abuse is abuse, and it comes in many forms. Absolutely. So, So yes, you definitely need to talk to someone. You definitely need to try to get out. You definitely need to seek help, whether it's run, live in a shelter, whatever it is, you have to know that you can. Just like our favorite president always said, <laughs> yes, we can. <laughs> yes, yes, you can. Can. <laughs> you yes, can. No absolutely. What? Nobody, anybody can tell you that you can't. You know, I used to hear, you'll never find nobody like me. You'll never, you mm. know, survive without me. But again, right. I believe in me. Mm-hmm. I trust me, I value me. I know my worth, and I'm worth more than your worth. So once you 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 have that type of firm foundation, you believe in the words that you say, not what is said to you. Then anything is possible. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Well said. Absolutely, and uh, definitely want to thank both of you ladies for gracing us. And as you guys heard, uh, we did get the exclusive, you guys. So, um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, but I, I am excited uh, to to uh, you know provide a platform for you ladies uh, for what you guys do. Um, and I just am thankful uh, for women like you guys who are out here sharing your story, uh, sharing encouragement, and reaching back to help other women and uh, and men. And that's what it's all about, you know, us getting through um, our own mess, our own struggles, and helping other people get through theirs as well. So I appreciate uh, both of you ladies for coming on here. And uh, Miss Deborah, uh, you are welcome to come back on here anytime. I would love to have you. So just let me know. And uh, uh, Sharon, you know you're always welcome as well uh, over here <laughs> on the so beautiful much. butterfly show. Absolutely, Man. my pleasure. And uh, I hope you ladies have a great uh, rest of your evening. I'll be talking with you guys soon. Yes, thank you. You as well. Oh, Much love to everyone. Love you, Sharon. Bianca, love you, love baby. You thank you for having me on your show. I'm a preacher. You're welcome. And I'm grateful and I'm thankful. Woo, Sharon! Yeah! <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you guys have a good one. All right, you too. All right. All right, guys, coming up Thursday, we got author Selena Haskins. She is in the building, and you guys are going to be talking about her book entitled um, Yesterday. 
um, was a long time ago, and I mean it's going to be an incredible book um, that you guys hear about. So join us this Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on the beautiful Butterfly Radio Show. Once again, big shout out to Deborah Rose and Sharon Monet for coming and joining us this evening and sharing that awesome book. Make sure you guys head over to um, Amazon and uh, Books a Million and Barnes and Noble, you guys, to purchase The Shadows uh, in My Eyes by uh, Deborah Rose and Sharon uh, Monet, you guys. So with that said, folks, we're going to get ready to get out of here, but don't forget to join me Thursday, same time, same place, right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I am Bianca Fly. You guys have a great evening.
with the Beautiful Butterfly Show would like to thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to follow us on Instagram. That's at Instagram.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. Also on Facebook.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. And last but certainly not least, you can also catch up with us on Twitter. That's at Twitter.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. And thank you once again for tuning in on behalf of the Vibration Radio Network.